I'm Jessica, and this is ATC Presents Debake Rambles, where a couple of friends review Korean dramas. And I am joined this episode by two very good friends of the podcast, Kathy and Laura from MIA2K Podcast. Hey, ladies. Hello. (laughs) I am so excited for you guys to be on. We have been friendly for a long time on social media, and... Uh, I just love your podcast. I love listening to you guys. I told you guys from like your first episode or so, I was like, I feel like I know you guys. I feel like we've been friends a really long time. We're all from Miami 305, long live 305. And like, honestly, it really, it's a, it's a section of the United States that gets no play anywhere else. And it, I swear it's like a different country down there. So unless you know someone from down there, you can't understand like what the culture is. And I am so happy that I have Dolatina on my show finally. <laughs> <laughs> the girls that get it, get it. And yeah. the ones who don't, don't. <laughs> exacto, exacto. So I'm excited for you guys to be here. If you guys don't listen to MIA2K podcast, you have to. These ladies know everything there is to know about K pop. Um, I think you guys are a little bit newer to K-dramas, though. (laughs) Is that safe to say? Yeah, I mean, I've only been watching since 2020. Okay. Okay. But but, but Laura has done very, like, she's recovered very quickly in that time. She started in 2020, (laughs) but she got through a lot in that time. With me, (laughs) I haven't gone down the rabbit uh, hole of K-dramas because... Um, even though Laura has been pushing me to do so for a long time, I just didn't, I know myself and I have a very addictive personality and I'll just not stop. Mm-hmm. And then like, I won't have a job and then like, that's not good. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah. That's the only reason I've only watched 5k dramas cause I'm trying to pace myself. No, I don't otherwise. Nobody is rushing you to get into K dramas. I think you guys have enough on your hands with so many fandoms and groups in the (laughs) k-pop world you guys keep up with the k-pop world like i do with k-dramas so i get it like you don't want to add to the madness you want to take away from the madness at this point (laughs) yeah exactly and today i'm here as like the relatable k-drama newbie that Mm. has no idea what's going on so that's my (laughs) role today love it love it i love that you guys are ready and willing to jump into the fray and watch an entire k-drama it is a lot to ask of any guest to come on here and watch 16 hours of television or more often more (laughs) and then come and talk about it and what you thought about it i feel like that's a huge ask of anybody so you guys are game for anything i really appreciate you guys taking the time and we're gonna get started right after this housekeeping (laughs) announcement from myself (laughs) If this is your first time listening, please just give yourself a pat on the back. You have joined a very fun podcast here. We're a big family. Please, if you want to stick around, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you like us, please give us a review and a five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I run wild on social media, so you can stay up to date on everything on ATC Debug Pod, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. And if you're a fan, please consider becoming a patron. It is such a great way for you to get involved and show your support. And you can check out the page on patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. I do want to thank our patrons, though. Thank you to Janet and Curtis and Robin and Bale. Love you guys for supporting us uh, every month. And actually, 
it's more than just support. You guys get exclusive content when you sign up for the Patreon. So there's that. We have a whole schedule going now. Like we're legit. We're bona fide. So definitely you're getting something out of it. You're getting extra stuff. It's good stuff. All right. All that out of the way, I'm going to go ahead and read the My Drama List synopsis for Love All Play, the drama that we'll be talking about today. All right. A sports romance drama that depicts the passion and affection for badminton of a male and female protagonist who is a mixed doubles group with players from the badminton business team. Pak Tae-jun, who naturally wound up in the world of badminton because of his parents' badminton equipment business, Although he had begun to see the sport as work, his passion for badminton is reignited due to a desire to impress a woman. Pak Tae I've not read the synopsis. This is crazy. Okay, Pak Tae Young is a former aspiring Olympian who had to leave the badminton world for three years due to a bribing scandal. It, this originally aired this year, April to June 2022. We are not too far after this has completely aired. 16 episodes long. The alternative title for Love All Play is going to you at a speed of 493 kilometers. I think it's kilometers per hour, but everywhere it's just KM kilometers. I don't get that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. The director is Jo Wung, and he directed Justice. It's written by Ho Song He, who's directed, it's not directed, she has written Tomorrow With You from 2017. Love that drama. Definitely watch it. It's a time time travel drama really good and dream high too which is not a good drama at all terrible terrible <laughs> but it has a good lineage i guess an important one i don't know all right let's talk about this cast pak Joo hyun plays pak tae young and this is actually her first lead role in a romance drama and in 2021 she won the award for best new tv actress at the Baeksang Awards, which is a huge deal to win one of the Baxana Arts Awards. She was just in the movie Soul Vibe from this year, 2022, Netflix original. And she's been in, of course, Extracurricular, which is also a Netflix original, Zombie Detective from 2020, and Mouse from 2021. So I think she has a pretty strong resume. These are well-received dramas. <clears throat> and of course, she won a Baxang. Her co-star is Che... Jong Hyop as Pak Tae Joon. And he has had a pretty good year after he starred as Potato Boy in Nevertheless in 2021. <laughs> Lauda, have you seen Nevertheless? I haven't. Okay. But I did see Zombie Detective. Oh, okay. Okay. So you saw, um, what's her mm -hmm. face? Pak Joo Hyun in Zombie Detective. I did. Okay. Have you watched any of the other uh, Jong Hyop dramas where he was in The Witch's Diner? Nevertheless, Sisyphus, Hot Stove League, and Come and Hug Me from 2018. I have not. Okay, neither have I. I've only watched him, nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> and he was Potato Boy. He was Potato Boy. I don't know if you were caught up. <laughs> Look, Nevertheless was a phenom in 2021 because of the NC-17 rating. The cast was hot. Song Kang was in it. Uh, what's her name? Han So Yi was in it. And then there was this guy who stole everyone's hearts as like this potato. Well, he dropped. What happened was he dropped some potatoes in the drama and then picked them up in his hand. And that was it. He was potato boy. <laughs> <laughs> right now, to this day, he's potato boy. Anyway, we'll do supporting cast really fast. Just three people. Pak Ji Hyun as Pak Jun Young. That's really close. And in, in my mind, that's the same name, but okay. He was in Yumi Sells' Do You Like Brahms? Rookie historian 
Guherjong, My Secretarius, The King in Love. And it also stars Kim Moo-jun as Yuk Jong Hwan, also from Nevertheless, and So Ji-hae as Lee Yumin from ID is Gangnam Beauty. All right. All that being said, uh, what did you guys think of Love All Play? <laughs> I'll let Laura start. I, we, we have a very uh, different yes. ideas Tell me. Of, of, the, uh, of the drama. Okay. I've seen way too many romance dramas. It is my favorite genre mm. of K-dramas. Yes. So I have seen way too many. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I looked at this maybe a little bit more critically. Okay. So it was it was good. It was a no-brainer, but I've seen the same type of drama being done really well. Mm. So I just couldn't help but notice all of the like, okay, this is kind of weird. Okay, this is kind of... Mm. Um, but overall, I think... The storyline was a little bit lacking, mm. but the actors were what brought it to, like, what made it watchable mm. for me. Okay. I like that. Right, for Kathy. me, as a, as a newbie, as a, as a rookie <laughs> K-drama <laughs> watcher, it was really nice. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was something that was very easy to just kind of fall into. Mm. I agree with Laura that the acting is really what did it for me. The first time I saw Tejun smile, it was over for me. Forget it. Yes. And 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 I think I really got hooked on that rapport that they built as the show went on within mm. all the cast. And I think the acting was mostly solid across the board. So I think that's what really kind of kept me going. But all in all, I really enjoyed my time watching it. I binged it in two nights. So, yeah. Wow. Two nights. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Did you sleep? No, right? No, I did not. <laughs> and that's why I don't watch K dramas because I can't stop myself. So fair, fair enough. Um, okay, so it's my turn. So look, I again have watched a lot of K dramas, and I heard generally positive things about Love All Play. But again, I have high expectations of K dramas now. I feel like the bar is set really high, personally for me now in my K-drama watching, and I'm savage. I'll drop things at, like, early or really late. Like, I'll be like, episode 14, and there's 16 episodes, I'll drop it. I don't care. Yeah. That being said, I was really surprised by this drama. I liked it a lot. I found it super endearing. I loved the characters. I liked this really young cast. I think both of their leads are in their 90s babies. Like, I want to say, like, one is 94, and the other one was born in 93. So maybe they're not that young. Hold on. I think they're really they're late. I think 20s. they're like 97 and 99. The men. I believe oh. they're that young. Well, anyway, they're in their 20s. And uh, I really felt that the sports drama was pretty strong because it's not only a sports drama, but it's a sports romance drama. I think where Kathy's coming in is a good spot to watch this show because it's very beginner friendly. It has yeah. a lot of the tropes that people are familiar with. And that's not an issue. That's not too much of an issue to me as long as the tropes are done well. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like for 
Laura to say that it was also kind of messy, the writing, I understand where you're coming from completely because I'm coming off of just finishing it like an hour ago or so. And I'm finally kind of just just catching my breath. And I'm like, okay, some of it was retreading the same thing over and over, the same melodrama over and over again, but they can't, the characters can't seem to like get over it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of an issue, but overall really positive feelings toward this drama. Um, (laughs) Laura's like, just like, oh my God, like, what do I do? (laughs) She's like the most negative one so far on Love All Play. I think I think Laura's used to having the villain role. Like she's like, am I the drama? Am I the problem? Yes. No. Laura, uh, yes. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. She's fine with it. She's fine. Okay. So, what did you guys think of the OST? Because I feel like it's important to ask you guys, especially since you guys are coming from a, a music background. That's your your. Th- whole subject of your podcast so how did you guys feel about the ost it's obviously pretty important for k-dramas as well but yeah i can start here so in my very limited k-drama experience like my first drama was huarang which is like not the drama to start with with people but i just needed something silly and mindless at the time to watch and i just wanted to see how v acted so that was the reason why i went with it yeah i know and and in that one it's so annoying the way that they like shoved it's definitely you down our throats like constantly (laughs) every time that there was like a scene with like v or um with sojun so Mm -hmm. i really didn't enjoy it in that sense but here i actually really enjoyed the ost i thought it was memorable but not annoying Mm. and they had a song that they chose for every single episode that was different so you even though they used um you know like the intro soundtrack and they had a song that was mainly for the two characters they also intertwined it with different music that they made that fit the scene Mm -hmm. and they did a really good job in my opinion of mixing it up so that we didn't really get bored of the of the soundtrack or be like oh there there it goes again now i'm supposed to be transported to the couples like you know it wasn't that so i really actually think that they did a good job with the ost Hmm. i have to agree but i to me it was (laughs) the only song that i really remember is the theme and the the opening one Mm -hmm. um i i know that there were songs that they used over and over and over but like kathy said none of them really like was jarring it wasn't oh my god ill again this song so to me it was nice because it just went with it and it didn't take away from the the drama Mm -hmm. i mean am i gonna go look for the ost (laughs) no (laughs) but it it was okay i quite like the ost but now that i'm sitting here i can't i can't like put my finger on any particular song other than the intro song yeah so which is such an anthem Right. Like you yeah, hear it and it, you're like, yeah, is. let's go. I want to play badminton. Fuck. So, it's a feel good song for sure. Yes. For sure. Very feel good. And but other than that, the other songs are good because I n- remember liking them, but mm-hmm. they're not memorable. The other yeah. main song that they had is called Secret. And mm-hmm. it's just a cute song. It's just like a cute, boppy, poppy, formulaic song that you can't go wrong with. Mm. So that's why I like it. Yeah. Did you guys wonder what 493 kilometers per hour equated to? 
They said I, it at the beginning of the show. Because I, I, I was like, okay, this alternate, <laughs> this alternate title for it, first of all, is a mouthful, but also... Yeah. <laughs> I d- it means nothing to me because we we're from the states and we deal not in the metric in system. Miles. So I looked it up. It's three hundred and six miles per hour, which was legit. Way higher than I thought it was gonna be. I honestly thought, <laughs> like I was like, they're tossing the shuttlecock at three hundred and six miles per hour. Are you kidding? Well, do I have that wrong? That- I mean, no, no. I, I mean, the way that they present badminton, it, it, it makes sense. It's not a very heavy little ball. <laughs> True. And, and they're, they're strong people with rackets. Yeah. So it, it, it makes sense to me. Are you guys? I mean, in, tennis, in tennis, they usually like clock at like 90 something miles. Those are like the really strong ones. If it goes over 100, it's like, wow, like a, mm-hmm. that's an ace. Yeah. For me, I mean, Laura and I were both raised in Latin America. So we actually grew up with kilometers. So it wasn't maybe as jarring of a number for us. But I do think it's a little bit BS uh, mm. of like them to say like that's the speed that was yes, blocked, especially because it's unofficial. So I right. do think that there's there's a little bit of um, dramatization there. Haha, <laughs> drama. Who would have thought? <laughs> drama know? in a K drama. Who thought? What? 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 Okay, okay. So I wasn't the only one that was like, "Whoa, what is that?" Did you guys play sports growing up or team sports growing up? It's- I'm not a sports person, but you know what's funny? Like, I was doing my notes for this show. Probably the only thing that qualifies me to talk about this drama is the fact that I won a badminton tournament when I was 13. Get the fuck and out of like, here. You did yeah. that. <laughs> yes, I did. You did? I have I have the certificate somewhere. It was in some resort in some island for vacation or something. And I actually played badminton and I won the tournament. So it has my name on it. And I was like, you know what? When you said the show, I was like, I'm so un- like unqualified to be here talking about K-dramas and giving reviews. But then started playing badminton i was like you know what i actually know a little bit about this so let's do it i am so entertained by the fact that you won a badminton tournament I know. um i have never played badminton in my life but i have played tennis i used to play tennis when i was a kid and then when i went to college i had I needed elective credits or whatever and i signed up for tennis there too and that was a whole new level because then i was playing with like college kids and it was a class where they like taught you the basics and then I did like multiple semesters of it. So like I went up through the, the levels. I don't even know. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Whatever it is. I don't know. Whatever it is. The belts in karate, the the equivalent, whatever that is. No. Yeah. It was like an orange belt in like tennis. (laughs) (laughs) I was so bad, but I loved it. So a lot of the conditioning and, and the team aspect of it, of being in a bad on a badminton team and even the business team versus the national team like lost on me though completely lost yeah on me. yeah so i was wondering was, if you had a had a better concept. handle on that i i was i wasn't in any sports because like no <laughs> but i did do uh oh my god i forgot the name of it oh no it's the flag ball? Oh, a flag. Well, no, no. No, it's. Oh my god. Oh, oh. Col- yes. Color guard. Color guard. Color guard. Color guard. Color guard. <laughs> I did do. I color was like guard. flag football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I did do color guard the last year of high school, my senior year, mm-hmm. and I definitely understood the like, camaraderie. Uh, how do you camaraderie? say camaraderie? Camaraderie. Eso, of like the teams. Of be the of there being like a national team, 
and <laughs> just a business team. Because um, at least in Color Guard, you could either you could either be like going and participating in the competitions, right. or you you could not be. <laughs> um, but I, I had never, you know, besides that one year, I never experienced anything. Mm. So it was super weird, the company team versus the national team. And then, but like, then the they, like, would the link up and train. Do, yeah. yeah. And they would train together yeah. and they would compete against each other. And then they would go to the same tournaments and play in the same team. And I was very confused. And they would pull from the same pool. Like, it didn't, yeah. The math wasn't mathing for I, me on that one. Okay, cool. So I thought it was just me. I thought you guys had a better no. handle. Okay, cool. No. No, no, no. Not we'll, me, at least. We'll Maybe all be confused together. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I found interesting, that Love All Play drew the lowest ever peak in average ratings for a K-drama airing on free television during prime time. So however much we liked the show, nobody seemed to watch it in Korea. And the ratings never broke the 2% mark. And the pilot episode was the highest rating it had at 1.9%. I'm sure Laura has a lot of notes as to why that could have happened. Honestly, I get it. If we weren't doing this podcast, I would have dropped this. <gasps> I was I was I was literally counting down the episodes to finish it. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I have five more. I have five more. It's okay. I can do this. Like when I finally did finish it, I was like, <sighs> yes. shut up, Laura. Okay, so out of necessity, a little background, I had to binge it because I didn't have the time. I had all these things going on and I was like, this is the only time I can watch this show. And I binge it within three days. And it was only possible because I really liked the show. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there are some shows where I am like, Laura, where it's like a struggle. I'm like, man, counting down the minutes and stuff. And I think maybe what contributed to it was the fact that it was only 16 episodes. wasn't longer than 16 episodes, 20 episodes mm-hmm. or even longer. Episodes were strictly an hour. Yeah. I've been watching, I don't know what I did to myself, but I thought I can swing K-dramas that are longer than an hour long per episode. I can't do that. Evidently, I'm not built for that. It really bothers me. So an hour long episodes. And then the way that I watched it was on Drama Cool, which instantly brought me nostalgia for the early days of me watching K-drama with like all the pop up ads and like watching it on my laptop because now I have a laptop again. And it was just the feeling of watching it was as if I was watching an older K-drama. So maybe... Oh, go for it. Sorry, sorry. I thought you were done. But no. funny enough, I started watching it on Dramas Go, Dramas Go, which is like more of the Spanish serving yeah. America like server. Uh, and then I had it on Drama Cool. So I had it like back and forth, whichever one would load faster and give me the last like pop ups. Mm-hmm. That's where I watched it. <laughs> and I went back and forth between Spanish and English subtitles. Oh, wow. Cute. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I've. Laura, you're part of the people that <laughs> dropped it or would have dropped it had had you not had integrity and came prepared for the podcast. <laughs> but if this was your regular K-drama watching, you would have never finished Love Play. No. Damn. I 
again, I watched so many romance dramas that it just, this wasn't it for me. Mm-hmm. I, I've been only watching romance dramas for a while because they're mindless and kind of, you know, they're mm-hmm. easy to watch. And I was hoping this one was going to be one of those and I would binge it. But I, I was okay with just watching one a day. Wow. Yeah, that was, moving. that was a main yeah, criticism of the show that a lot of people had was they felt the story was average. They felt the characters were really strong, but they never reached their potential. The plot was lackluster, repetitive and all these things. Lots of tropes, but then, yeah. you know, didn't really deliver on anything, any promises that it had after the momentum of the first few episodes. Um that maybe being said, it wasn't I, exciting. Like, I, you know, maybe it was just like like Laura saying and like you're saying, it's like more of the same. Like I don't I remember wanting to see the next episode, but it wasn't because of cling, cliffhangers or anything. No. I just wanted to see the love story develop. Yes. But but it wasn't something that I was like, oh my god, I need to know what happens next. So maybe that's why people dropped it, because they weren't like captured, you know, it wasn't that. I think the chemistry between the leads was excellent. And I really wanted to see, what's his face? <laughs> Potato Boy. Tejun. Tejun, yeah. Tejun, yes. Um, that character is so uh, charming and endearing and yes. really v- vulnerable at times. And you just want to see him do well. You want to see him succeed. And maybe that's the issue of the show. The conceit is that he's a more compelling character than she is he is he he, he, it he's it's it he's everything he saved the drama for me pretty much it should have been it could have been a really good eight episode 12 episode drama Mm. they decided to go for the normal 16 and they really shouldn't have i agree with that it could have been 12 episodes yeah would have been perfect as 12 episodes Mm. Yeah. And Laura Laura has a different opinion about the chemistry uh, levels there. Okay. Laura, sing your song. I <laughs> the the actor um that played Tajun, yeah. Tajun, he could have had chemistry with literally a bucket. Yeah, true. Like he is so good yeah. and he was so good and he smiled and like the whole world lit up. Like my com- well, I watched it on my phone. I was like my whole phone lit up like it was everything <laughs> so it, it just i've seen the the actress have good chemistry with um like in zombie detective which wasn't even a romance and i was watching it as a romance <laughs> um so i've seen her have really good chemistry and to me with with these two characters it it, it was okay it's but okay. it wasn't okay. yeah it wasn't amazing it was really just because of Tedrin. like that actor really yeah hit it out of the park like Laura kept texting me the whole time and like her actual real chemistry like gold mine was between Taejung and Jungwon. Like that was her duo. That's what she's like. This chemistry is for me. That's where she was at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this because I'm not sure if this was queer baiting or what. The, <laughs> so throughout the show, maybe this is spoiler territory. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. We okay. Probably. Okay. So let's give our scores out of five soju <clears throat> bottles. What would you rank? Or rate the show for me it, for me it's a four let's start on the positive note for okay me boy okay <laughs> louder i personally would have given it a three okay but but just because of his acting mm. 
and because of Kathy, I'm giving it a 3.5. You don't have to... It, you could say three. That's fine. No, no, no because no, I, no, told I, really her, can't. I told her, like, you know, when you when you look at the number three out of five, it's very neutral. It's very could go either way. And uh-huh. I don't think this drama could go to the negative side. I think it's mostly positive. I don't think you can say a lot of negative things about it. Like she can criticize some things, but I don't think the drama itself deserves like a, a, a neutral score where it could go. The I see other what way. you're saying. I see what you're saying. So you to, to me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. To, to me, I rated it a three because I was like, I wouldn't recommend this mm. for people to watch. A four, I'd recommend. A five, I'd watch again. But a three is like, I enjoyed it, but also maybe not. Mm. But I I was the only one that was willing to drop this. So, <laughs> well, not willing, but <laughs> wanting right. to drop this. Okay, so I would get rated a four soju bottles out of five. I think it's a really good show. And maybe I'm reading more into the other characters and their growth because I feel like even though not a lot of stuff was happening plot wise the characters were growing and changing throughout the show in major ways and learning from their mistakes and training themselves internally not just externally so that was my main thing that I was really pulled toward not only the chemistry or you know Che Jong-hyo because he's magical so far, he's been yeah. magical every time I've seen him. Twice I've seen him. So four soju bottles out of five. And with that, we can break for spoilers. Hey, you want to come in? All right. We're on the other side of spoilers for Love All Play. So if you have seen it, then keep listening. If you don't care to be spoiled, then keep listening. We were talking about possible queer baiting in the in the show. And I want your opinion because throughout the show, she, the main girl, Taeyang, keeps saying that she loved her uni as yeah. much as she loves Taejun. And that she idolized her and they were more than friends and all this stuff. What do you make of that to me that was like oh is she as soon as she said i loved her i was like okay is it love love to me that smells like love love personally for me taeyang the the character they make her have this really really big uh need for love Mm -hmm. due to like all of the issues that she had as a as a child with her mom abandoning her and her feeling that her adoptive parents only love her if she does well Mm -hmm. so to me it was more of like a friendship someone that she actually had a good relationship with someone that she felt loved her back regardless of how she did Mm -hmm. so it, it i never saw it really as like a romantic love to me it was more just friendship her finding love when she didn't really have any at home mm. kind of thing mm. what do you think yeah, Kathy? same for me same for me i think uh it, it spoke a lot to her abandonment issues and like the few scenes that we get of them in childhood like she's by herself uh, or like trying to like steal the bike so there isn't a lot of of backstory about her having friends before her life became badminton Mm -hmm. so i think that there's something about just her being a really young promising athlete making the national team 
looking at the athlete, like the top athlete and like admiring her so much, wanting to become like her, becoming her and then actually having her accept her friendship. It was just an obsessive junior to senior dynamic. Yeah. I didn't see it as queer baiting personally, which which would be a relief uh, if the yes. show did not try to actually yeah. do that. I, yeah. Um, I would say that the friendship that I can equate this to would be the one in 2521 between those two female friends who start out as enemies and then make it to friendship, and it's a really beautiful transition in 2521 with Kim Teddy's character and oh my god I forget her name anyway that other her bestie in that show I feel like 2521 did it better than love all play especially sure. because we're just receiving their friendship in flashback we're not experiencing yeah. the whole friendship or lack of friendship fallout in real time she was also part of like the. She was third wheeling all the time when like the, between the relationship with Jungwon, like as a as a decoy thing of like yes. for them to not know that they were dating. So that's also a, a thing of like it was unhealthy, like depend codependent mm -hmm. dynamics, mm -hmm. you know. So I just don't think she knows how to be a friend. She doesn't know how to be a girlfriend either. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I, I just think she's just tumbling through life trying to figure out how to have a normal friendship and dynamic and relationship with someone mm -hmm. honestly mm -hmm. what did you yeah, think of um the friend so the friend the accident and the whole drama between them what are your feelings on that because i personally feel that they were both at fault and there was no need to crucify her for three years and then, you know, into the present, because, of course, she makes her grand yeah. return. The friend comes back right. to Korea. Yeah. T to me, it kind of felt sort of like a trope in, in that sense. Like, in, in real life, they were both at fault. They chose to go to this, um, yeah, this ski, ski resort. resort. They ch both chose to drink and then go snowboarding. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like uh, Taeyang uh, picked up you, you, you Jun Young, Jun, yeah. Jun Young played Jun by Young Park Ji Hyun. Picked her up and like dropped her at the top of the slope and made her go down. Mm -hmm. So it was more of like, I feel like that part of like in dramas where if someone isn't suffering, yeah, it's not okay. Yes. Like, someone needs to suffer and that whole like, Korean culture yep. of guilt. Mm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it was just like a mixture of just part of the culture, I think, mm -hmm. and an easy way to create drama, like an easy plot line. True. Kind of thing for me. True. I do feel that it was rather easy. Um, they saddled her with a bribery charge in the first episode. That was the rumor Which going around. Which didn't even make sense. Made no sense at all. Like, literally wasn't even a logical rumor because she was poor. So there's no, yeah. I, she didn't get anything out of it. Anyway, then she basically feels guilty for maiming her friend <laughs> who was the top athlete at the time. Which at, so, at some point in the very first episodes when you're watching, 
I wondered, like, is this girl paraplegic? Like, mm. did she lose a leg? Because of the, the, when they were kind of hinting at what happened in the accident, I really genuinely thought that this girl's life had been distraught. Mm -hmm. And I understand that as an athlete, yes. not being able to continue your sport is, feels like a, like a death sentence in a way and like a life ending moment. But her life just changed. She was still able to walk normally. She could still wear heels as she does in the show. So, you know. Oh, yeah. She even said it herself, like the character, even at the very end, when she was confronting her mom about Taeyang, she, she, she literally said, I'm not dead. I'm still alive. It was just ending. It, it just ended my career earlier, but I'm still a person. <laughs> like she still had goals. She was going to college. Like it wasn't, it wasn't as yes. tragic. Well, I'm not, maybe it was it tragic because she was in olympian right I, you know right. if i don't know simone biles had a similar accident everyone in the nation would be like oh my god she had sure. a career-ending accident and her friend was at fault or whatever but again this is first of all this is badminton <laughs> in the small yes, country of the korea badminton people are gonna come for you Bro. The badminton people are gonna come for you You think they're savage you think i can't take them with my tennis racket from 20 years ago <laughs> 493 kilometers bro like, 300 know, miles man, per I hour i can't <laughs> survive that shuttlecock okay <laughs> what i'm saying what i'm trying to say is the accident was an accident she never did it con malicia she right. didn't do it on purpose there was no reason to hold it against her for three years. And the fact that the friend just AWOL for three years, the family didn't know where she was. I was like, who's the drama queen here? But Taeyang did the same thing. Which I, I don't actually, get. Okay, so the boyfriend pressured her to leave the sport. And she said, okay. Right. And left and decided right. to become a, um, what was it? A sushi? Sashimi. Sashimi. Yeah. Yeah, a sashimi cook in the in the coast. In, on the coast, in the same town, it looks like the same town from hometown. Cha cha cha. It, it honestly, <laughs> I I was thinking about that. I was like, is that like a Korean thing? Because if I didn't call, like if I just decided to like disappear, my parents would literally hunt me down. Like they gave they this gave was zero shits, like, this was my hunt me down disconnect as well. Is that. This show was baffling as far as the family dynamics for this Korean family. Both Korean families, her family and his family, because both of their kids went missing for three years. No word from them. Didn't know where they were. And that just doesn't fly in a Hispanic household. Like, the mom, her, um, his mom at one point says, have you heard from Te uh, like Tejun? at all <laughs> and i'm like why are you at just call him there's no like they have yeah, unresolved like he, he was like texting his sister or like uh, instagram instagram DM, DM. Like, are you yeah. alive i'm like my mom would have thrown that chancleta across the world and would have found me <laughs> like it would not have gone like i i literally have to text my mom if she's not in town every day for yes. her to just know that i'm alive yes just for that like mm -hmm. hey i'm alive love you bye that's it and it was weird because the parents are so obsessed, mm -hmm. so obsessed with the sister, with, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name, with the sister. <laughs> they're so freaking obsessed. It's, they're, she's the apple of the eye, mm -hmm. but 
But then they are okay with her disappearing for three years and not saying a single thing. Ridiculous. I don't like it. There's a recurring theme of people disappearing in the show. Because it's it's Taeyang, it's the sister, even Jungwon at like towards the end, like his own girlfriend is reading articles to try to track down what the hell he's thinking because he doesn't really answer her calls. Like everyone's just going AWOL all the time and then they come back and it then the person's perfectly fine. I'd be like, No, no 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 no. Go to like talk to the hand because you left me on red for freaking weeks and you didn't pick up my call. Like, no, I would be so toxic if I were in this show with these people, I swear. I'd add to the drama, not take yeah, away. I, I would be the drama. I would be every moment the drama. Yeah. So let's talk about the journey that uh, Taejun takes, Potato Boy takes. Because <clears throat> in episode one, he forfeits a match and says, let's not throw down our lives for a sport. And by the end of the show, he's flipped and he's like, yes, let me ruin my life over a sport. Over a girl. Yeah. Over a girl, because I want to win, whatever it was. And I found that to be crazy. Wild. Wild that he was like, I, you know, it doesn't matter. This, the game doesn't matter. If you're going to get injured on purpose just to finish, that's not a reason to play. And at the end, he literally does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, th- that was one of the main reasons why I liked him from the very beginning. Like my first impressions when I was writing it down was that I really love the fact that he said that at the very beginning. Yes, because all dramas have that. No, like we have to endure, like we have to continue, like we have to give it our all. Yeah. So when he said that coming right at the very beginning, I was like, oh, my guy is going to be different. <laughs> How are you doing? And then, obviously, as I started watching the drama, I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to devolve. Mm. He's going to go back and he's going to be what, I guess, a good Korean boy would be or a good Korean man, which would be just endure mm. and be OK with mm-hmm. it. Well, she was the same way at first. Oh, because yeah. she was holding back everything, anything. Mm. Anybody made fun of her. Anybody abused her and trampled on her and she just took it which i never sat well with me in episode one she gets slapped in the face with a damp jersey like the the nuna care not nuna the only with the divorce the divorcee only on the team she came from behind and like snatched the jersey out of her hand and then slapped it across her face with it Look, one damp jersey to the face and I'd be throwing hands up on that roof. I was mm. livid. And there was no reason for that behavior. To me, there's it was, no reason. It was three three years of guilt. Like, I, I can... Laura knows this about me. I can relate to toxicity. Like, I can understand where it's coming from and, like, bad behaviors and stuff. With Taejun, for example, with his evolution, mm. like, when he started, he wasn't passionate about the sport. For him, it was just a job. Yeah. You know, he was never really good enough in his parents' eyes. He was never good enough in the world's eyes because of his sister. Right. So to him, it was just like, don't throw your life away for this. But then towards the end of his show, he's trying to increase the percentage of this girl saying yes to him, of Taeyang saying yes to him. And then he's really like, that's just him ready to lay it all on the line because it mm-hmm. means so much to him that they can make it to the next thing. And with Taeyang, like, I, I understand how guilt can eat someone up to the point where, like, they will take the punishment and the chastising because they feel like they don't deserve better. Mm-hmm. And they feel like they deserve this. So she 
ruin her friend's life and career and the hopes of Korea having an Olympian in badminton. And now she deserves to be slapped in the face with a wet jersey. Uh, to me, it was actually an episode. Uh, where is it? I can't find my notes. I believe it was an episode eight or so mm-hmm. that her character started to make sense. At first, I was really pissed off that she was allowing people to treat her yeah. so badly. But there was a point where she's going to confront her birth mother and it kind of opened my eyes to her as like a character Mm -hmm. and it made sense to me why she was allowing people to do these things to her Mm -hmm. aside from like being like engulfed in guilt it was also part of her whole lack of love yeah she abandonment yeah Mm-hmm. She literally, like her mother literally decided when she was uh, not like a toddler or a baby, like a, a big kid, yeah, to just drop her off with her grandma and like disappear. At least that's what I understood. Yeah, that's what happened. So it, it made sense to me um, that she was so willing to let people just trample all over her. It's in your, it's in episode 11 notes. So the mother confrontation, again, like you already said, abandonment trope. She outright asks her mom, why did you abandon me? Why did you give birth to me? And the mom says that she gave her up for adoption so she could play badminton and that she only would have been in her daughter's way. And the, you know, Young says, do you know how pathetically I've lived playing badminton? Because it is so intrinsically tied to her worth, to her family, to if she's wanted. And she actually scolds her mom, her biological mom, that she should have just loved her. That would have been enough. And she says, like, does love cost money? And the mom says, of course, love costs money. Everything costs money. Which I thought was a terrible answer. If any moms are out there listening... Don't ever say that love costs money to your daughter whom you abandoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To her face. Um, yeah. You know. I thought the show had a few good lines here and there. That was not one of them. <laughs> that was not one of them. I, I think. I have noticed that actually as like a K-drama trope. I don't know if Kathy remembers, but I. When I first started watching K-dramas, I didn't have anybody to talk to (laughs) about them. So I would just tell her things and she'd be like, sure, sure, sure. Go ahead. It's fine. Um, And I did notice that usually in like Western series, Western shows, mothers are seen as this like perfect being. You don't really see mothers abandoning their kids and just like leaving them. Usually if they abandon them, then the whole plot is them trying to look for the, like, son or daughter or whatever. But I've noticed that in K-dramas, you see a lot of questionable parenting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In general. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And in this scene, which I found really sad, obviously, and kind of impactful, even if some of the lines, like, of course, love costs money, it's like, don't say that. Um... Takes to listen to J Lo a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) 
My love don't cost a thing. Okay, so <laughs> now I need to go and listen to J-Lo in a corner. Yep. Um, she says, stop making excuses. Why didn't you love me? Why did you make me desperate for love? Which is what Lauda was saying is that she's so love deprived or deprived yep. of love. And then she is like doubled over on the floor as she's crying, saying, how can I break up with him when he gave me something even my parents did not? You, that's I just have my notes oh my god <laughs> I found that really yeah. sad I, I thought that was just sad go for I it I thought the show had like um a few recurring themes and like even though there was a lot of lack of communication in the show in general there was something about them finding each other or running into each other that always kind of was like like, I remember her telling him about her mom, and that's how he knew where to go this time. But there was just, I don't know. Like, when he got in in that moment, I was like, that was one of those moments that kept me watching the show, mm. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Those were the cute little moments of magic that they actually were able to give us in the midst of the mm-hmm. average, you know, badminton, who cares <laughs> thing. Yeah, because he says, you know, she's trying to egg him on to break up with her. Because, yeah. of course, now the cat's out of the bag. Everyone knows who everybody is. And they have beef. Their families have beef. So they can't be together. Star-crossed lovers. Another trope. Yeah. And he says, I don't pity you. I simply love you. That's all. Yeah. I cried. It was great. In my notes, I have help. <laughs> uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't cry with this show at all I don't usually cry with shows but I did cry with Extraordinary Attorney Woman I'll leave that for another conversation but <laughs> this show did not make me cry in that sense but what I did appreciate about it it's not a trope but a theme the theme of perseverance mm. like I don't consider myself to be someone who perseveres in spite of people telling me no to my face and Taejun just like taught me how mm. like during the show in every way with like with getting in on the team with getting the coach to get her back when she left 75 times with uh even forging some sort of allyship with Jungwon so that he would also help you know get her back with his parents with his sister with everyone like his the way that that man persevered and at the end to get to the 100 percent for her to take him back I'm like, this girl gave you nothing, bro. Like, you really are fighting for by yourself on this corner. But, it's like, pop true. off, king. Like, I really <laughs> love that in a way because, again, I don't, it's not something like if someone tells me no or there's, like, or someone leaves me on red, like, that's the end. Like, I don't go any further than that. Right. So right. I really admire that uh, from him. And there was a lot of, a little, uh, Yuri, Newman was another uh, character that was very perseverant and very mm-hmm. persistent. So I thought that was a running theme in the show in general. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And also forgiveness and like genuine remorse mm-hmm. and the whole mm-hmm. thing of like, I'm going to become a better person yep. so that your forgiveness can be worth something and you can be like into it. I think I think those two themes, like guilt and forgiveness as a whole wrapped into a burrito were like very present throughout. Mm-hmm. And it was very realistic, very like attuned to what could happen today in life so i also enjoyed that absolutely yeah i agree with you 100 percent. i love those themes and again i want to jump back real fast to you didn't cry kathy i did not cry up until episode 15 when she they have that shitty meteor shower which wasn't a meteor shower it was a thunderstorm right 
They wish, though. They they say what their wishes are. He was like, I want to kiss you. They kiss at night. Great. Love it. Then she said, but her wish was, I love when people cheer for me. I want someone to cheer for me, like sincerely. That was her wish. Fine. Whatever. You don't think they're going to deliver on this. The the very next day, they're pulling up on the uh, in the bus for the tournament. And they see this uh, student. Fangirl. Fangirl outside. And they think it's for Jung Hwan. <laughs> and it's yeah. not for Jung Hwan. It is her half-sister, her biological half-sister, that she met once at one time outside the cafe, her mom's cafe. And I lost it. I lost it. I started crying with the bus sign. And she's cheering her on. Onni, I love you. Like, let's do it. And it just, it hit all the right notes for me. Because she has such a troubled relationship with her family and no one, like, even though her dad is a coach, a badminton coach, he never comes to her tournaments or games or whatever. And she has a fractured relationship with her mother. She's like, I'm never coming back here again. Like, it's very dramatic for her sister to show up. No questions asked and cheer for her, even though they really don't have a connection or relationship, meant so much to me personally. <laughs> like, hit me right in the feels. So, man, right after that wish, I was like, I thought I tossed it in the trash. Like, I literally threw that part of the wish that she had just said in the trash. I was like, whatever. I don't. I don't think the show had a single moment that didn't come full circle. You like, right. That show genuinely wrapped everything up like mm-hmm. everything that they set up to happen happened my thing with the sister was just like after she had her number to text her and like we're talking like normal and i'm like yeah that's not how it works true but okay yeah i'll, I'll I, let it go i'll let it go th- they did close every like every plot line but to me some of the devices that they used to close it were so lazy mm-hmm. sometimes okay like the 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 whole closing of Young being uh, accepted by Taejun's family like this whole mother and sister arc it just they closed it but it was very like oh god we gotta close it let's try to figure <laughs> out how to get there kind of yeah. well I think it, it was felt, just I think it slow. felt like that because it didn't work like the the way that they were all mad at each other and holding the incident against her just fundamentally didn't work. The grudge. The grudge. The grudge of the century. Mm -hmm. Like, they they were, like, for so many episodes, like, determined to hate this girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Yeah. And then, like, they they turned fairly quickly. I'll say to your point, Jess, at the beginning, I think there were so many character arcs and developments that were really kind of fulfilling because I love to see people changing, especially for the better. Like, for uh, Jun Young not to be um, resentful and feeling like her life was useless and going back to school and all those things was amazing. For the mom also to not be resentful and, like, you know, the doctor had to be like, if Park Young hadn't come in and saved you, like, <laughs> yes. you know? Yeah. It, it was very obvious that they were it was like, you, oh, you fucked up her life, but you saved his. Like, yeah. what a concept. Yeah. Like, that's Two wrongs make a right. The genie moment. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. It, it was a little bit rushed for sure 
but in general i think you know the full circleness at least happened like we we weren't yeah. left with any questions at the end of the show we got That's all our true. Our, our questions answered so. let's talk real quick about jung Hwan because he was such a bitch throughout the show oh my god <laughs> laura's I, obsessed with him you're Laura's obsessed i obsessed love him. shut up i love him <gasps> oh my god after taejun he was my favorite character literally if this drama had been a buddy buddy like drama like with like just Taej- yeah like just taejun and jungwon like i would have watched it a million times <laughs> i freaking loved him but also i am known to like questionable people so it's fine well he was again very uh, just a drama queen throughout the show and then a switch happened and boom he's like fine and they make up real fast at the end of the show I do like the conversation that he has with Yumin at the beginning of the show, probably like episode three or so, where he's asked, he's bothering her about why she held back and purposely made him look good during the match, that no one will appreciate her skills if she supports her partner and doesn't shine herself. Why would she do that? And she just goes, because I play doubles and fucking walks away. And I was like, oh, like that yeah. to me was like a metaphor for relationships and in life just humble yourself you know yeah. it's not about you all the time we're not playing singles here we're playing doubles yeah <laughs> i i personally liked his character because his essence didn't change throughout the show he was egotistical and a little bit of an asshole throughout it mm-hmm. but there was character growth like he he did end up learning from human and the people around him to not be such an asshole. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I like that. Also, he's just really hot. So that, when, that when I helped. mentioned earlier, like my <laughs> my favorite lines from the show uh, in episode three or four, when the Wando tournament was happening and he said Wando swag, Don't that just killed me. That shit literally ended me. And the other thing is also in a conversation with human when they were talking about the relationship and she's like, I cancel my order. And he's like, you have international order, like the shipping. You have international shipping, so it's coming, but you don't know when it's coming. I really like that line. (laughs) That that line was so like silly, but it was such a good metaphor for how their relationship was developing. Like I understood that uh he was just he was playing the victim too like yes i lost my girlfriend and like for half the show he was he was doing the Jon snow thing for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then he finally got past it and then he's like look i'm confused i like you but i also like the girl just came back so like please just like which is a a trope in and of itself to have and i got you i got you the gold necklace totally yeah totally yeah yeah so yeah i loved i did like that they how they played it because the trope here is pretty tired i would say especially to have the first love come back and then now there's drama between the new love and the old love all that stuff is just a little bit 2005 but whatever i like that they had those lines i like that they had really cute moments together and i ultimately like that he got served uh like in episode eight or so Mm -hmm. like halfway through the show tay Taejun puts him in his place because again yeah. he comes to like harass Taeyang and he challenges him on why he's being such a dick toward Taeyang <laughs> and if it makes him feel less guilty about not protecting um what's her face oh my god let me get her name 
Jun Young. Jun Young. Jun Young, yeah. About not protecting Jun Young if it makes him feel like less guilty about not protecting her or less guilty about having feelings for somebody else. Why has it been three years and he can't move on? If being like this antagonistic towards Taeyang make him makes him feel loyal still. And that like boosts him up because at least he's a little bit better than Taeyang, you know? Yeah. And I loved that whole scene because there was not he was only spitting facts. No mm-hmm. lies were told. Yeah. Te uh, Jun was honestly like very articulate when it came down to it. And there were a lot of scenes where he was suddenly very uh, emotionally, uh, what's the word? Like he was like on point. Mature? I don't know. Oh, yeah, mature is a great word. He was very emotionally mature. And um, Jung Hwan was not there yet. <laughs> no. Taejun has really good communication skills in general. Like the way that he was, he always, even when they weren't together with, with Taeyang, he was like, I'm gonna like I'm gonna hug you and I'm gonna tell you how I feel tomorrow mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do this. Like he was always very open. Play by play. Which is a refreshing thing for me that mm-hmm. I haven't seen like a lot of male characters do. Cause it's often like a, a declaration with out of desperation or mm-hmm. like, please, like, you know. But he was very calm throughout his whole conquest of Taeyang and and trying to get her. So I actually really enjoyed the way that he he was written by a woman and I could hey, tell. You could you tell. Know? You can tell that he was. <laughs> I like in episode nine, speaking of him communicating, where he asks her repeatedly, are you alone? He goes like, are you alone? Are you alone? Are you alone? And I found that really impactful because she explained, had just explained to him how she grew up basically on her own, how she handled pain and issues on her own. No mother to cry for as a child, nobody to support her. Her dad was just fixated on badminton, having her win, having her get better. And so it was just easier for herself to console herself and not turn to somebody else. And she was like, it's very difficult for me to come to you when I'm having issues. And he, yeah. that's when he goes, are you alone? No, I'm here. So come yeah, lean on me. Talk to me. And I was like, that is so smart. That, that is an emotionally mature person. Yeah. The writer really knew how to write the male characters, not so much the lady characters. Let's talk about the lady characters, because I feel like one conversation in particular really stood out to me, and that was between Taeyang and Junyong when Taeyang shows up at the house and begs for forgiveness, that she can't forgive herself unless Junyong forgives her. And Unni was like, why did you thank me when we when I was back in the hospital three years ago? And the flashback is her Taeyang crying at her bedside. Unni's like, I'm going to get rehab. It's going to be fine. No use crying over spilled milk. And Taeyang says, thank you for covering for me. And she was crying not over her friend's injury or, you know, possible career career end. She was thinking about herself. And being selfish in that moment. And it was the same in present day. And that's what Jun Young was saying. Was that even now, as you're begging for forgiveness, you're thinking about how it makes you feel. How belatedly exposing the truth is just to make you feel better. 
And I was like, fuck. It makes you think. Like, a lot of times, I feel like people, when someone does you wrong, you don't, I don't think you negate when they come and say sorry. Yeah. But the friend did. And she called her on her bullshit. I I think it goes back to Taeyang making badminton her whole life. If she had come clean and she like said it's my fault or whatever Mm -hmm. it might have affected her ability to play and in her mind if she couldn't play nobody would love her Mm -hmm. so i understand that she was being selfish but once you get to know taeyang as a character you understand where she was coming from even even the, the 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 idea that she's doing it for herself at the end it's it's also just part of her whole character just trying to get over years and years and years of trauma. Mm-hmm. So to me, it, it made sense why she was being selfish. I also like the fact that Ju Young called her out on it. But it's, I, I don't know how to say it. They it, understand each other way better by the end of the show where mm-hmm. they both have emotional trauma oh, and, sure. and baggage and they shouldn't be tearing each other down they should be lifting each other up at the same yeah. time i feel like at the time of the accident Taeyang was supposed to be around 21 22 mm-hmm. show me a 22 year old olympian who isn't self-absorbed mm. yeah like that's you're not gonna find that Doma. so of course she was you know thank you for not ruining my career because yours is like eh, but mine is like still kind of thriving so <laughs> yeah i appreciate that uh-huh. of course she was wrong but it was yeah. definitely a uh, lack of maturity based on age abandonment issues and a bunch of other shit mm-hmm. so, for yeah. sure for sure um i like to talk about Tejun and his mom <gasps> let's talk about this so the mom first of all both parents are terrible because neither of them went to go see him play ever in his 25 horrible. years never went to go see their son play badminton or strike one strike two this story that he tells of the mom cooking silky chicken soup that was only for his sister and the mom actively lying to him saying, oh no, this isn't silky chicken soup. This is crow's meat soup. You don't want any of this anyway. And say, he says that she got all this special food, like luxury special food that the mom cooked for her while he never got any of that. And I, like in my notes, I have what the actual fuck because... The parents so obviously loved and cared for his older sister more than him. And I think it went beyond favoritism. Yeah. It was neglect. It was neglect. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. In episode six, they, um, I, my, my notes say, Tajin's parents can go suck in a big factory <laughs> shoe. Because at one point, <laughs> at one point, they literally said, I wish it had been Taejin who yes. got hurt and not Junyoung. And I'm like, how, how, how can a parent wish for an injury on like one child? Like, yeah, the, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, usually it's like, I wish it was ne- like neither of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish it was me. Right. Like, yeah. I wish it was me that got hurt. I don't want my kid <laughs> hurt. No, I wish it happened to the other kid. 
Yeah, I was like, I jail. Can, are they really jail? Doing this? Like, <laughs> send them straight to jail. <laughs> At some point towards the end, when Taejun was uh, expecting or waiting for his parents' approval so that he could move forward with Taeyang, I was like, bro, why? Just move. Just do it and like keep it going because your family kind of sucks. Like yeah. you don't need this approval. You don't want this in your life. The food like, thing keep, was keep su- was the food thing was such a sin to me because food, especially. In K-dramas, at the very least, there's so much affection shown Mm -hmm. through food, even just with family members or friends asking if another person's eaten. Like, have you eaten? That's like the first thing they say. And they nurtured her and left him out to dry. And Mm -hmm. the sister had no qualms about it. She never saw or cared about this injustice within the family and the cruelty of it. And she just goes... Like the narcissist that she is, she was like, "I'm better than you," so that's why they did it. <laughs> yeah, terrible, terrible. Like, fuck her like, too. <laughs> that's one of the things that I didn't like about his character was the fact that he was still such a good son, mm, long suffering. Like, in real life, in real life, I'm pretty sure somebody would have been like, "Peace, mm. you guys suck. I'm leaving." Like, I, 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 it, it truly made no sense to me how he was able to still sit with his parents mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have meals with them go visit them like literally they hated him and like, at the end how he like gives her the medal like the silver medal and he's like I i'm sorry give that it's silver but like it, i still work very hard and then how she finally was like i'm not a good enough parent i'm like yeah bingo true you got it right. hit the nail first on the thing head you, first thing you've said all freaking show that makes sense mm-hmm. lady literally literally yeah she was the worst but I love this scene that they had in episode 11 where he meets her outside of this restaurant because she comes into the city. She took a taxi all in a fury all the way to Seoul to pump him for info on the sis because all of a sudden the sister's like, yeah, I did it to save a a junior. And that's all she says to the mom. So the mom went to Seoul and then possibly to confront the junior player that she she was like, I'm just going to like go and like figure it out. And once she gets there, she calms down and says, oh, I'll just trust my daughter and wait for her to tell me the full story because there's probably a reason why she didn't tell me everything, which in a Hispanic household doesn't even, that doesn't happen. No, can't relate. My mother would beat me to get the answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell me Fully. what happened. Anyway, um, but in that moment where they're in the restaurant and he bought her like a burger, he is very emotional and it's such a quiet moment between them a moment of like weird serenity between them and they feel like familiar strangers the way the cinematography is it just looked very dreamlike and uh almost like a wes anderson movie shot at night or something like there was something very poetic about the way that they framed them and the way that the lighting was and how she just looks so frail and pitiful there Mm -hmm. sitting in the restaurant and i had all these questions i was like why is he emotional? Is he emotional because of his relationship with Taeyang that would break his mother's heart? Or is he emotional because of this one on rare one-on-one moment with his mom? Or is he emotional because the moment is tinged still with his sister because she came to Seoul just to find out more info about the sis? Like, I had all these questions. And finally, I just settled on, in that moment, I think he knew he had to break up with Taeyang. But I just love that scene. There was something really magical about it and melancholy. 
to, to be quite honest, an, another question. I, I had all those questions, but I also had the question of, does time exist in K-dramas? <laughs> because the way that these people do a million things in one night, I'm like, how? Yeah. This lady came at night from an hour away because I looked up their hometown from uh, Chincheon or whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's an hour away. Hour away. Right? Got it. In a car. Yeah. In a so, cab. That must have been expensive. Right. Right. So it's an hour away, and then it's when she leaves, it's nighttime. When she gets there, it's nighttime, and then the restaurant is still open. Yeah. And then she returns at nighttime. It's just. So my theory is that it was the winter time. So there was a <sighs> longer very long nighttime. Nights. Yeah. But also, was, but not gonna lie, time exists differently in K dramas. He did a lot of stuff that night. Like he had a whole day of training, presumably. Yeah. Then he went to go buy a cashmere scarf for homegirl. Right. Then his mom shows up, has dinner with his mom. Then he goes to uh, meet up with Young later, give her the scarf, and tell her, drop the bomb on her. Oh, Jun Young is my sister, which was a very emotional thing as well. He just had like all this stuff going on. That was one night. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Episode eleven was literally the climax. Yeah, it was. Of it had it had everything that we were waiting to happen happen in one episode, and it was a lot to take in. It was, <laughs> like, it was. a bit a bit too much. <laughs> Maybe if they spread it out a bit, it wouldn't have been so like mm, sucker punch. Also, was it just me who found the 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 fact that Taeyang posted the what happened, first of all, without really saying what happened, and second, as an Instagram apology, but not even, like, a no-top thing. Like, it was just very, like, it was my fault, like, my bad, but, like, she didn't say what happened. I was expecting, like, a full video confessional right. at the news station, like, the way that everyone's been treating this thing. Yeah. Like, she literally caused war between countries at this point, and, and I was very kind of, like, I wanted more. I was I was not satisfied with the way that she exposed herself and finally came clean. Like, oh my God, so many episodes waiting for the truth to come out. And she just posted a cute Instagram post like, oh <laughs> LOL, <laughs> sorry, bye. Yeah. My delete later. Look at it now. <laughs> Hashtag. No, I won't even. I won't even. No, no. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sorry. That you're right about that. The Instagram post was a little <laughs> cheesy and cheap to get out of this almighty like accident. Like that, the biggest issue yes. we've ever seen happen in South Korea for some reason. Two drunk girls on snowboards crashed into one another, and we're here three three, three years later with the story. <laughs> I know. So. Yeah. They could have spent less time on those small little storylines of like the coaches and the teammates and spent a little bit more time on the apology instead of just kind of like, okay, we're out of time. Instagram <laughs> posted is like she posted an Instagram. And you know what? They didn't dwell at all on the public backlash and what that looked like. I saw no egg throwing. Nobody came to her uh, training or whatever. Like there was just reporters at her door for a day. And that was it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the the players were like, the teammates were like, you're getting lambasted like on the internet. And I'm like, never saw a comment. Like never. (laughs) Where is she like getting all this hate? Because we never got to see like that play out truly. Yeah. And the whole thing of like the cafe worker finding the phone where the oh, video bullshit. was recording. So stupid. I was like, y'all just took a turn. Like, just say that the guy was like an yes, asshole exactly. idiot and and release it. Like, 100%. why would a cafe worker go into the phone? Be like, let me look at the videos and 100%. just so happen to find like the, the the biggest bomb TMZ has ever heard of. <laughs> like, it doesn't. It did. It didn't. The math did it, not math on that one. It, it didn't it, make sense. Way, it absolved that guy of blame, but he was. To to yeah. blame like just leave him yeah. be the yeah. asshole let him and, be the bad and also, guy yo tremendo boom mic that he had because he shot right? the shit 30 feet away right? and he and he still caught everything i was like um see i shouldn't even have been able to hear it but it's the, you the high the res hd hd 1080p video that he got on like what kind of phone they got there because i need it the boom mic Actually, that he had wow did you look it, it was up? sponsored by samsung and that's why every single freaking character had yeah. a samsung phone the flip phone so <laughs> yeah. the the flip phone it, they had like the normal like samsung galaxy like obviously they're trying to sell that samsung will catch video and sound from two miles away girl well, did you like them. the kahi wrinkle bomb uh oh my god PP i was gonna ask you jess because i saw that you bought it and it's also an um attorney woo so it's everywhere I, like i think yeah i think this year it's on every drama it but I, I saw that you bought it and i'm intrigued i'm, I'm, I'm wondering if it's worth it oh girl you want a review okay hold on yeah. so <laughs> let me put my beauty influencer hat on so i bought this because I just was influenced. That's all there is to it. But <laughs> it was, I think, a good purchase because I liked it. It looks like okay. a little lipstick, but it's a balm. And I think what's an issue is that in the States, we don't really do that dewy makeup look. Glowy, yeah. Glowy makeup look. It just comes across as greasy here in the States. Oily. Oily. Yeah. <laughs> so the wrinkle balm is meant to look like that. It goes on and it looks like you got Vaseline on your face. Yep. Not the look here in the States. Nope. But it works wonderfully. I think it's very hydrating and nice, feels nice on the skin. But again, you can't really necessarily go out in public <laughs> wearing the wrinkle bomb because if you're wearing a matte look and then you got under eye looking like you put Vaseline right before bed, like just doesn't work. Yeah, they're like, let me prepare for this date by looking like I just. She put, but this was different. She put on her lips as everywhere. well. Everywhere. It, it that's how, that's every how place, they used everything. it. That's how they I used it in Attorney Wu as well. Like, like they, it can go everything. Multi bomb. Yeah. Multi. She didn't need anything else. She didn't need lipstick. She didn't need blush. Foundation. She didn't nothing. need foundation. Was, she didn't need bronzer. It. She didn't need blush. She didn't need contour. Nothing. Nothing. Just and the bomb and two ganchitos. She was like, look how beautiful I look. I'm like, girl, you look pasty as hell. Like, you need color. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, we've been ranking on this show. I love this show, so let's talk about things I love. Yes. Okay. I loved these swoon-worthy scenes with Taejun, and I hope that you might have some of these in your notes as well. Episode one, he, like, tricks her to go in these fountains the fountain Ugh. very cute. beautiful scene and he just says i want you to have fun today because he knows in, that she's only played badminton her whole life i was like sold like episode they one i was me. like they got me. they got me yeah mm-hmm. 
And in episode three, his friends call her on the phone, like, come pick him up. He's drunk. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. I don't want her to come and all this stuff. His friends leave. He takes off running to the pharmacy to get uh, like sobering medicine and mouthwash. So cute. So damn cute. And then, of course, he picks up a shit ton of ointment for her because she's got like calluses on her hands and stuff. Like Laura's shaking her head. She's just like, come on. Yeah. That's the band-aid, that's the band-aid scene, but like a 2.0 version. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, I think there's a easier, maybe not easier, but there's other ways to show that you care. Whoa. And is going to expire, you know? Yes. Yeah, like, I agree like, with that. There was no need for that excessive amount of no, ointment because it's just, no. she uses one thing for 10 years and then the rest goes away. Yeah. <laughs> but. I mean, he looked really cute. Though. He looked hot. He looked hot doing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay I'm with okay. it. I'm okay. Um. I like how they just cheer each other on and they see so much talent and potential in each other, especially her and him. And he's just tired of trying. He's just like tired. And she tells him that when it rains in the desert, incredible flowers bloom and quote, you're like the desert. It just hasn't rained yet. Come on. Come on. Full circle, though, because the mom, his mom says it's about time for you guys to bloom in the final episode. Yeah, kill me, kill me now. I'm happy. The full circleness of it all. God damn. So they miss curfew, and they sleep in the training center. In the morning, already it's morning. She rolls several feet over <laughs> that- to where he's sleeping. <laughs> I was like, I was like asleep. How the hell? Asleep. It's like oh sure. Yeah, yeah I was sleeping. I was sleeping. I was deep sleep. I was yeah. in REM. And he wonders what she's dreaming about because she keeps smacking her lips. He's like, what are you eating? Yeah, what you eating? She's like, your face, yes. sir. She was eating his <laughs> face because they were kissing in her dream. <laughs> oh, man. Let me see. What else do I have? Oh, man. They actually win the match at the end of episode three. And he comes around her and, like, hugs her from the behind. The one arm across her shoulders. And I was like, that's sexy. Can't tell me otherwise. It's only cute because he does it. it. Like, I feel like anybody else, it would have been stupid. It would have been like, ugh, again. But the way he does it, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can someone back hug me? Like, like I, know, I know. Just him. Just him. So I did like when she talks about the 493 unofficial record. Yeah. Um, you know, she says, just hearing that number makes my heart race as I think of this light shuttlecock becoming the fastest in the world. Will I have a moment like that someday? The moment we become our strongest selves, even if it goes unrecognized and unofficial. Yep. That's cute. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, She goes to his house and spends a rainy afternoon with him. And he has no silverware, no cups, no plates. He's just a sneakerhead. What would you guys say to that? How many... if he? Here's a, let's play this game. Oh my God, he's a ten, but he got no silverware, no cups, no plates, stuff in boxes in his house. With that smile, he's still a ten. Oh! Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, he got I, me. Got, I don't need cups. I don't need. I, I don't really need cups. don't. <laughs> I really don't. It's fine. Oh man. All right. I would the, the way that he pretended he didn't have an umbrella so she would stay longer. Yes. Tickle. You know, he just, uh, he and then just he was like entertained right by his own farce. Like he came over, like, hey, I don't got an umbrella. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> totally. Uh, so oh good. my god. 
Oh, but he says, like, let's go out. And then he kisses her. And I, it just surprised me completely when he, like, mm, puts yeah. out. I, th- I have something to say, too. Let's go out. I was like, fuck, what? <laughs> that was quick. So early? Yeah. But it's cute. She's like, I've never dated anyone before. He gives her a day to think it over. But he's super excited and yells at the building. Give me a chance. I'll be good to you. <laughs> he's so cute. cute. Give so me a cute. break. Uh, but she rejects him. She rejects him twice. Of course. And she hits him like lightly on the shoulder. And he goes, stop hitting me. I'm getting excited. Take responsibility for seducing me. (laughs) I love that. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to let you go. She asked, why do you like me? Give me three reasons. And he had it ready. He goes, number one, you're cool. Number two, you're a better person than I am. Number three, I want to date someone better than me. I was like, no. oh, my God. Give he this man. You didn't have to think about it. He had it there. Oh, man. Uh, everyone gets food poisoning in episode six Ugh. from some bad burgers. So stupid. That made no if sense to me. she somehow doesn't. She somehow is fine. It's a trash thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that made no sense to me. Like, okay. All K-dramas, not all K-dramas, but like a K-drama trope is like bathroom humor mm-hmm. and so i was waiting for it but when they made a whole ass episode on it i'm like yeah. what yeah. why but they get to stay alone in the dorm together and he and in he her bed a little he puts her. It, yes so so precious. my favorite was he's he's laying in her bed and he wants to sleep with her no sex and he throws up his little arms and goes i won't even hold your hand and I was like, with a big grin, he's like doing this. And I'm just like, you just love him for it. Because you know he's like a little octopus in the bed. Just like all over. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I love him. Tentacles. Me, Tentacle hands. <laughs> um, let me see. They both admit they're lonely. And he says, oh, she says, I'm still getting to know what kind of person you are. But I think you deserve to be happy. And then he asks her, will you please love me? That's it. That's it right there. Literally. Then she goes, I already do. Come on. Come on. My heart too. This is so swoon worthy. By the end of my notes, I was calling him I was calling him Tejuni. Like I love him. Tejuni, potato boy. Uri Tejuni. <laughs> yeah, it's good. He um I think in episode ten things go downhill after this, but in episode ten. She does have a terrible few days. She sees her mom, whom she misses and she hates at the same time, goes missing, ends up back at his house, crying, so much crying. She's constantly crying throughout the show. And she asks if he's slept with any girls. Why? Because she wants to sleep with him. And I was like, oh, my God, this is actually happening. No, it didn't happen. She just meant sleep in the same bed, nothing happening. Oh, I did yeah. not. I did I, not. I thought it was that. just. Yeah, I thought it was a, an implicit. I thought, yeah, I thought so thought too, but then they don't yeah. have like they don't have sex. So then I was like, I did she had. mean sex? But then they don't have sex, or did she not mean sex? How do you just, know that they didn't have sex? Yeah, you know, it's just a feeling that I have because why would it? They don't have the vibe after that they 
had she's sex. crying after she's no. having a whole thing meltdown of like thank you for loving me yes yeah that's what i thought so they you're did. saying they did so you think they I did i thought they did okay i, I thought they did too i thought they, they did. did too i actually was i wanted to make a comment about this because i again i'm not a k-drama veteran but i do know that in k-dramas it takes like 75 episodes for them to even touch so like for me the show was very refreshing in the sense that like he, I think their first kiss was episode five, so you, I didn't have to wait for it too long. They talked about sex. Like, it wasn't just some, like, mythical thing that, like, mm-hmm. ooh, never happened. Right. And then even though they didn't show it and it wasn't super explicit like it happens in Western shows, I still got the vibe of, like, it happened mm-hmm. and she wanted it and it was, like, consensual and it was great. And then she cried after and was like, thank you for that. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think I was I agree, taken I aback because they were both fully dressed yeah same well they're not gonna be naked in a k-drama especially this type of k-drama so So, like i just okay keep going they just put on their clothes they just put on their clothes after she was wearing like yeah that baggy gray shirt after Mm -hmm. and like it just shows from the outside the lights on she's crying and i'm just like oh no (laughs) oh no mama no (laughs) oh no mama no oh man yeah so Oh, God. I think that that's pretty much the end of my swoonworthy list that I have here. Yeah. Oh, I do have one. Go, go. <laughs> Louder. I loved, loved, loved the scenes where they're hugging to recharge yes. each oh, other. Yeah, that was so cute. It, it felt so like real. It felt like that's something that I would do. I, I do that actually with my husband. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like. Mm-hmm. it felt good yeah. and i believed them when they yeah. were hugging mm-hmm. and like recharging it was very cute i really really enjoyed i think scenes. i've read some study or saw some headline at one point that said that hugging reinforces bonds more yeah. than any other Makes like sense. form of touching and like it's so true because you know we come from a very um touchy touchy is not the right word yeah. but we're very affectionate uh cultures yeah physically affectionate yeah so we love hugging and we you know kiss each other on the cheek when we see each other when we greet each other that sort of thing and when i hug someone else and it's for a long period of time it's always like reaffirming you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and it is sort of like a recharging moment so i i also really appreciated that they were constantly you know reaffirming their their bond and recharging each other so to speak emotionally just by nice. being with each just holding each other it was very nice yeah I agree. comforting i liked it i <sighs> i have four four things other than what i mentioned that i liked about this show oh yeah go for one, it one i thought that the amount of sports content versus the romantic plot was like a good balance mm-hmm. it was still a show about a sport but it was still about their love story and i think there was like not overbearing mm-hmm. of both Mm-hmm. The, I put literally Jung Hyo's uh, smile literally is like the only thing that mm-hmm. we have to like watch the yeah. show the acting was really good mm-hmm. and the male uh, leads dynamic shift from like pissing contest to bromance mm-hmm. was really like that trajectory <laughs> that journey yeah. I went on the, with them like by <laughs> the end too. he's like Me he's like you too. have night sweats and like are you okay and yeah like, I can't compete with you with your bad knee like it was great yeah um, and them. the only two things that I really genuinely didn't like about the show the cheap comedy moments with the drunk coaches. Mm-hmm. I know the dr- the drinking culture and the, those comedy things are all, also common in K-dramas, but it doesn't sit right with my soul. Mm. So I just have to mention okay. it. And then Young's crying and constant disappearing and Young acting like mm. it was normal. Yeah, yeah. Drove yeah. Me insane. I, that drove me yeah. up the wall as well. Yeah. Those are the two he things. He even says, like, you cry a lot. 
Can't you like yeah. handle that? Can't you stop? Yeah. Yeah. And she yeah. does not. She continues to cry throughout mm-hmm. the show at the drop of a hat. It's yeah. And even when it's funny, because sometimes you'll enter the scene and she's calm, composed, no crying. Someone hands her something, she starts crying. Wells. <laughs> like it's wells of there. water in her eyes. I feel really bad for that actress uh, because she really was just waterworks throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the dad, her dad, and how he ultimately didn't approve of Ted June because the fractured crazy relationship that she would have with his family and how she would have to he said she would have to work really hard for her to just be loved yeah be liked and he says i want her to be loved even when she's just sitting there yeah i thought his character had a pretty pretty realistic uh trend like a arc or Mm -hmm. or growth Mm mm-hmm I mean, he was still his him, himself at the end, but he did learn of the mistakes he made with her when she was little. And and I think it was nice to see that growth mm-hmm. because we didn't really get to see it from his side of the family. I mean, obviously he was still very flawed, but the fact that he understood where he had like fucked up with her yeah. with her with his daughter and talked about it openly and admitted it. I, I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was cute that he, that he was like, Oh, I know you and like your mom, like her adoptive mother that passed away. Like, I know she was mean to you and stuff. And she was like, actually you were worse. <laughs> like it was so funny when they were cleaning out her room that they were bonding mm-hmm. over that. And then at the end, there's like a moment where he's like, why is she so closed off? Why does she communicate? And she opens the door and she's like, because you're my dad. Like, Yeah, I get exactly it from like you, Holmes. <laughs> yeah, that was super cute. I like their relationship, yeah. I think every K- romance K-drama has the contrived, they have to break up for whatever reason towards the later, later episodes and then they have to get together in the very final episode. That happened here. But like Kathy was saying, that it kind of was nice that he tried to mend the relationships between the families and between the parents, especially those who would stand in their way and make their lives miserable. Should they take their relationship to the next step? And it goes beyond dating. So he made sure to rehab, not just his knee, but the relations between all the parents. And I found that that was pretty admirable and he just took responsibility for it. And you had that whole, well, I have an 80% chance of, you know, getting back with you and it went up to 90 or whatever. And he's just keep kind of keeping score of how much of a chance of success they have together. He's amazing. He's amazing. He should have been the captain of the badminton team. He, he was literally everything like without he's him, just the drama rock. would have been nothing. Solid <laughs> rock in the show for her. And at the end he says, don't forget for a single second that you were loved because she's got so many issues and look at it all this again love written deprived by a woman written by a woman written by a woman uh last thing i'll say is the ref at the very end of the show final episode said love all play at the end and i was like yes i love when they say the name of the drama in the drama <laughs> <laughs> simple joys um did you yeah. guys have anything else you wanted to add for love all play mm, let me see uh, it, not positive. Oh God, you had more then negative. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, just just the the 
I, I personally didn't like the filming. Okay. Like the, there were some really good scenes, but overall, like they, they fell into this really following the law of the thirds. And then the action scenes were just uh, chaotic all over action scene like the badminton like the badminton yeah yeah Mm. too much for me i i'm suffer from um motion motion sickness sickness, and that was just like oh no it's kind of hard to film (laughs) sports dramas without doing those really Mm -hmm. close cuts and kind of herky-jerky filming because obviously you can't film these actors actually playing badminton they're not bad professional badminton players so of course it's probably intercut with real badminton gameplay from real players that they had to come in and double for these actors so i feel bad in criticizing for that because they do it in movies as well like you know love and basketball like all these movies they have doubles or they shoot it in a certain way where you're like not compelled to say that actor doesn't know what they're doing they can't play whatever sport to me, so. it's just because it was the same scene over and yeah. over. Mm-hmm. The actor jumping, yeah. and that was like and hitting all slap shot. Yeah, yeah, like that. That was it. Like I get, I get it. It's badminton, but like, at least like with other shows that I've seen where there's action, like they'll have actual players, like you said, and like they'll try to change the the view or like the the action. Mm-hmm throughout but with this one it just felt like it was the exact same very repetitive knee for 16 episodes jump knee the whole like it was just it was a bit yeah it was a pattern um Mm. i would say that the what the show did badly is that badminton is one of the fastest sports there is because the shuttlecock is really going faster it's booking and they're going back and forth extremely fast like i'm talking Mm -hmm. like four scump ping pong fast like they're just like mm, 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 mm," over and over again and the show did such a bad job of displaying how truly fast and arduous it is to play badminton. Yeah. So mm. that was lost in translation throughout. Like it takes three hours for you to position yourself to receive the, like, yeah, it doesn't. It, no. Yeah, they were no. playing quite slowly and meticulously versus the actual, you know, fast-paced mm. nature of the game. So that was completely like gone missing from the show the actual stakes of the and the endurance that it takes like they were conditioning a lot but like you didn't see how they applied it in the game so you know it was a lot stuff like that is a little bit nitpicky but i will give it to you lord um, lauda because when you stop and think about it it's pretty annoying yeah, a lot of the things that Laura said that bothered her, I didn't notice until she pointed them out, and then I was like, okay, sure, I'll give you that. <laughs> like, like, even just the framing of the characters when they were talking to each other, it was like the screen, and then the one character was towards the left, yeah. and then the other one was towards the right, yeah. and it happened so much that, like, had it happened, like, a couple times, it'd been like, oh, okay, artistic. But once it happened, every single time they were having a deep conversation, I'm like... Really? Like you couldn't? It's the only way they know how to shoot. Yeah. But that's just me being. I'm not sure if they necessarily (laughs) wanted to innovate as far as um, shot diversity (laughs) in a a sports melodrama romance. Yeah. But with bad ratings. But, um, (laughs) you know, they film these things as they are airing, Mm -hmm. you know, pretty close to when it airs. So they know when they're filming that. It's getting bad ratings. 
Which and sucks. the fact that 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 the actor did such a good job regardless. Oh God, he's my hero. I love him. Ted Jung Hyo. He's one to look out for. He's stealing hearts already. He stole my heart. I watched him two things. Girl, two things. I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. In I'm it. like, what else? I'm gonna watch all the shows now. Yeah. Yep. I think I followed him on Instagram. I was yeah. like, oh, he's I, precious. I need to see his face. Yeah. yeah. I need to see his face. <laughs> all right. Anything else you want to say about Love All Play? Cheering for the Park Twins. Yay. Cheering for the Park Twins. I hope they make it. I hope yes. they go to the Olympics. Not yeah. likely, but you know. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on the show and for watching 16 hours of television just for me, just for little old me and this little podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, well, can we say and interrupt you? Sorry, before you close, because you asked us up at the beginning. But like, thank you so much for having us, because from the beginning of our channel, we saw your podcast and you were like the one that we aimed for as in mm-hmm. like to become as pro as you are. And that we wanted to collab with you so hard. Oh and we're my like, gosh. she's never going to have us. So I this have really a big honor for us. This is literally. an honor for me because I adore you guys. I really do. It feels like, like we've been friends a really long time. It does. It does. Yeah, it's we have to meet up. at some point. We have to have a meetup. We're in the same state. We do. Just a few we hours do. from each other. We have to meet. Yeah. I don't mean. We'll and meet. I promise next time I won't have a cold and I won't sound like this. Sorry. Oh my God. Well, when you guys have me on your podcast, you'll be in full health and I'll be, yes. you know, we'll all be good. I won't yes. have a uh, mic issues like we had on this episode. And it's fine. It'll it's be great. Fine. It'll be perfect. It will. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for spending the time to review this show. I hope that you guys enjoyed this review as much as I did. I had a lot of fun. Where we can did. we find you guys online? Laura, go for it. Oh, <laughs> it was Kathy. Um, you can find us at MIA2K Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, if that's your thing. Um, pretty much everywhere. Just yeah. MIA2K Podcast. I... And if you want to listen to our podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash MIA2K Podcast and you can choose whatever platform you prefer to watch us. Yep. There. We're hosted by Anchor as well. You can choose any platform you like. Please, please follow MIA2K Podcast on all the streaming platforms and on all the socials. They're great. They're fabulous. I don't. I forget which one of you does the designs for the post. Laura, Laura please keep yeah. it up. Thank it's you. amazing. Thank you. I love it. Retweet. 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 Please. Love it. Bueno, we're going to get out of here. We got to have some pastelitos and eat some good food here in Florida and just enjoy the heat of September. Yes. <laughs> Bueno, that's been our show. I'm Jessica, and this has been The Bucky Rambles Podcast. Yeah.